1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: Pelé leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie Do?
1: Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We are the Beatles. Everywhere we
0: went, it was the Freddie Show.
1: And with that came the expectation, and with that came the
2: pressure.
0: New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown! Patrick Mahomes with a rope! This one, and touchdown! This time going...
2: He he did! Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by North One Indeed and Bet Online. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, joined as always by one of the co-owners at Rotoviz and my co-host here on the Rotoviz OT podcast. It is Sean Siegel. Sean Uh, it's it's always an exciting time of the year when we get to the fantasy playoffs and exciting weekend for me as a Packers fan getting pushed up to that number one seed with how things shook out over the weekend Uh, so lots of excitement as we get ready for the NFL playoffs but we have the fantasy playoffs at the moment Uh, we're going to talk about some of that on today's show some players some outcomes of how things went over the last weekend and what we think is going to happen moving forward but uh I, I had a pretty successful weekend, it got eliminated in one of the playoffs, but uh, progressed in everything else, so uh, pretty exciting, and we're, we're in a pretty exciting space in the uh, FFPC, uh, FPC Championship, we're up to uh, 104th place overall, so just 20 points off the top 10, and just 46 points off that top spot with the, the grand prize and our targets, um, how was your weekend from a, a football and uh, a fantasy football perspective?
1: Yeah, that was an exciting one there to see. Uh, The Chasing OT team come in with 181 points, move into, you know, range. You you just want to kind of stay in range in this first week. Give yourself a chance to have that monster week 15, week 16. Blair and I scored 191 in the main event. So that puts us just outside of the top 50. So exciting to have, you know, some teams in it there. The main event teams that Curtis and I have also did fairly well Uh, maybe the most disappointing thing of the weekend was Noah Fant getting uh, sick and and not being able to put up any points I know that that knocked me out of uh, one of my dynasty leagues that I was pretty invested in and and also held down uh, those main events that had Fant in it but overall nothing to complain about I mean you can't get too down about scoring 180 190 points and As you mentioned, with the Green Bay Packers moving into that top spot, the Kansas City Chiefs doing so as well with the Pittsburgh Steelers loss. So we're setting up very nicely for a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl, which I know is is what the two of us prefer.
2: Yeah I think that there is a a chance I didn't want to bring it up uh, too close to the this time of the year I'm always a little bit uh, superstitious (laughs) that I'm going to curse how the team is playing but we talked about it last year Sean on the show and I was saying about uh, Rodgers didn't look quite uh, like he had in the past but I think this potentially is could be a career year for a man who uh, said earlier this season that his down years are career years for other people but I don't know if I've just seen him and the rhythm that he's in at the moment in this offense. So I'm excited. And, you know, it looked like uh, Patrick Mahomes was going to have a tough day at the office against the Dolphins this past week, but, uh, you know, turned those uh, two picks that he threw and uh, three touchdowns shortly after. So uh, enjoyable for him, I guess, and for the Chiefs. And we're going to talk a little bit uh, over the next two shows about uh, Travis Kelsey as well and uh, what he did uh, this season so far, but also this past week. So looking forward to that. And Sean, just before we get into the rest of the show, I want to let our listeners know about one of today's sponsors. That is North One American Business Builders. Spend too much time trying to manage their money when they should be focusing on growing their businesses, and they need a bank account that makes the hardest part of running their business easy. North One have spoke to thousands of business owners across the country to come up with a banking product that was built to meet the needs of real hardworking Americans. And as they build their product by adding new features and expanding their capabilities. They continue to speak to business owners every day to find out what they can do to make your lives easier. Some of the key features include managing money and making payments including bills from anywhere at home or on the go. You can connect your bank account to tools your business uses every day like Stripe, the Cash App, QuickBooks and more. You can withdraw or deposit cash at ATMs nationwide and all for only $10 per month with no hidden fees. Sign up for a North 1 account in 3 minutes today at north1.com that is north1.com North 1 business banking made for America so, Sean, the first thing we're going to dive into is a piece that you hit up on Monday on the website, Profiting from Playoff Explosions and the Hidden Reason the Rich Get Richer in Dynasty. So, obviously, we, we always want to be on that rich side of the dynasty rosters in your league. And uh, Sean's obviously talking about how you can potentially get richer. So I'm going to let you take the floor, Sean, and uh, give a little bit of background into into the piece.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the rich getting richer on Thursday. But today we start by looking a little bit. at the We're going to talk a little bit about the rich getting richer on Thursday. Make sure that we help you with that dynasty preparation. We want to be in the perpetual reloading phase, making sure our teams are constantly in the championship window, powerhouses to contend with every year. But today we're going to start by talking a little bit about some of these big playoff performances. What we see happening in the next couple of weeks how that could lead into your offseason and the big headliner column this week was derrick henry the 215 rushing yards a couple of scores he becomes the fifth running back in the last 20 years with 1500 yards through 14 weeks we have chris johnson up there leading the way with 1626 jamal lewis 1622 demarco murray 1606 and adrian peterson at 1600 on his big year Now, Johnson, Lewis, and Peterson all went over 2,000 yards. Henry still has his work cut out to get there. It's a big challenge to uh, keep putting up these numbers. But when we're looking at Henry as this potential playoff dominator, I know that Peter Overzet and Patrick Corrine, a couple of our uh, co-owners on that Chasing OT team, uh, they have a main event team with some of their other buddies who uh, is led by derrick henry so they're sitting there just outside the top 10 with their juggernaut are, are pete and pat going to be the 500k winners here colin i'm looking at these last three teams and obviously the first two are the more relevant ones for fantasy but then he gets houston there at the end detroit green bay houston those are three teams you can really run over but well, my calculations he needs 191 yards per game to catch eric dickerson but at the same time, Derrick Henry is known for these big weeks. He can gash teams over and over with the types of highlight runs you need to get to that 200 level. What are the chances that he sets a new record? And you know, should we be looking at these Henry teams as the ones who are the real threat to our teams? You know, trying to get into the money.
2: I think um, there's a in terms of the possibility of him doing it. I think there's like we're I don't think he's going to end up getting 200 yards per game but we could see you know a 250 yard game sprinkled in with 150 and then push it over in the the end of it like the Packers you can run against the Packers I know that the Houston Texans you can really run against the Houston Texans we've seen that over the last couple of weeks in particular and the Lions you can run on as well and this offense kind of runs through Derrick Henry it's not like they're just going to one week give him 10 carries he's going to get his 20 to 25 carries every game for a running back it kind of strikes me watching teams play against him that they almost feel when they go out on the field that in the second half Derrick Henry is going to start to break these runs I I don't think teams believe they can stop him based on every single week it seems to be in that second half that he just has so much power so much explosion and can make those runs when the defense is almost just starting to fall to their knees and it is a, a I don't know how he maintains it he's obviously a huge body but um the running and the punishment that he delivers to those you know particularly if he gets to the second level i think the defensive backs have no chance in stopping him we've seen that with his long touchdown run this this past week derrick henry may have been one of my least favorite players in terms of drafting uh, and and just redraft dynasty whatever you call it over the last couple of years but in terms of what he's doing at the moment he's turned into one of my favorite players to watch on a weekly basis just with those tremendous runs showing his power and um, there is obviously certain limitations to his game but in terms of like a, a throwback to the old style of running back um Derek Henry kind of do, does it all from the running perspective so I think I would be saying that it's unlikely that he breaks the record but um, I think that he will he will get over that two thousand yard mark so when you get into that it's a bit like last season we've seen him on one of the very final plays of the year break a, a very long touchdown run to uh to get the the russian record or not the russian record sorry the russian leader for the season so we can see him break those long runs and, and there is a possibility i would i would say if i was guessing i would say he probably finishes probably Maybe just over the two thousand yards. I don't think he breaks the record, but I do think he's a juggernaut for the the playoffs. You mentioned something there. Is he the player like you know to fear in terms of other rosters like mine that don't have him? I think one of the things that lets him down is the lack of those receptions. Like if he was adding in seven or eight receptions a game for those seven PPR points, I think that would really be pushing them over the edge you know a 200 point russian days still going to only get them to 20 points without those receptions so um definitely definitely if you have them on your roster you're in for some nice points over the next three weeks but might just give uh give the others a little bit of hope that they can they can avoid uh the derrick henry express
1: yeah we saw alan Kamara get back involved in the receiving game a little bit and as you mentioned that really improves both the floor and the ceiling i think if you don't have derrick henry you have to look at that week 16 game against green bay and think well maybe the packers can do to the titans what the cleveland browns did several weeks ago get up on them by such a large amount that they have to go to the air and that obviously neutralizes henry to an extent so we're counting on your packers those of us who don't have henry (laughs) we need to get that first quarter explosion put the the titans in some real difficulty right from the get-go but yeah he looks fantastic and this schedule sets up in a way that uh, those of us who don't have him, it's it's very dark. What could potentially be coming down the line the next couple of weeks? Shifting to another player who is on the verge of history, Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the NFL, making his argument for the t- best tight end in NFL history. Column, right now we have ten receivers who have gone over one thousand yards on the season but the leader surprisingly is a 31 year old tight end and travis kelsey has 1250 yards nine touchdowns last week when we talked about the potential first rounders for 2021 we were looking at this battle between running backs and wide receivers not really looking at the potential for other positions whether that's travis kelsey or maybe you're in a little bit more wide receiver heavy format i mean quarterback heavy format and you're considering a patrick mahomes or a kyler murray But if we're looking at tight ends in here, and we know from the best ball workshop that those elite tight ends really can supercharge your win rates. Kelsey right now going into week 14 was sitting at 23.7%. And that's not even in the FFPC format where he gets an extra boost. That win rate is the number one win rate across all players in the NFL this season but I want to look to 2021 here and see just how high could we actually have him right now. He leads the way in FFPC scoring at 314 points that gets over Kamara over Tyreek Hill, over Dalvin cook. Is he someone I don't think that people are legitimately going to look at him as the overall number one pick, but once we get past Christian McCaffrey, someone who should bounce back and be right in that range again past Alvin Kamara would we start looking at him in the Hill Cook Adams Derrick Henry range or is he still someone who probably falls below those guys
2: that was exactly the the kind of range I was going to place him and I think once you get past those opening running backs um depending how you have them ranked you know you might have Cook over Kamara you know they're probably gonna have those three guys along though with uh, cmc at the top of the the draft in the first three picks um we'll see you know Saquon's probably going to take that injury uh kind of decline in terms of where he's drafted coming back from his injury um and elliot obviously has dropped off more he would have had him this season so i think that right after that like you talked about the question last week was is Devonte adams like the, the wide receiver one or could it be the number one overall pick next year like in terms of the overall points that kelsey has scored so far this this season he leads the way over uh, pretty much everybody you know and uh, i think if you're particularly if you're playing in a, a format that's going to reward uh tight ends with you know 1.5 ppr points i think that's going to boost them even more but i think if you're looking at something like we we're talking about earlier the the ffpc contests you know um, or the main event or the fpc championship i think you're looking at him there probably sean i would say i'd be comfortable at spot six but i think you could push him you know you could push him up to spot four or five based on the premium there i think we might see him in some of these baseball leagues uh, with the tight end premium going around that sixth spot do you think he would go there or higher or lower but i, I think that's a fair range to have him in that tyreek hill Devonte adams kind of conversation uh particularly in tight end premium
1: right particularly in tight end premium he goes right to the top there the issue i think in the interesting thing to track in 2021 will be how the chiefs attack again we've discussed on the show just how cool the nfl pace tool is on the site and how you can go in and look at how pass heavy teams have been in all of these different circumstances and one of the things that we find is that the chiefs or near the top of the NFL both when they're trailing which is a situation they don't find themselves in as much but also when they're ahead which is crucial since the Chiefs are going to lead the way they have this very efficient pass offense this very explosive pass offense with Patrick Mahomes if they get ahead and stop passing then you neutralize that ceiling a little bit. That doesn't mean that Travis Kelsey isn't going to still be a league winner at the position, someone who gives you this boost that no other players outside of perhaps a George Kittle, if he could come back healthy and the 49ers turn their offense around, perhaps a Duran Waller if the Raiders stay exactly as they are and don't add wide receiving threats. But Travis Kelsey, you know, is going to score those points. The question is, what's the... Actual ceiling if the Chiefs are able to run the ball a little bit. Clyde Edwards Allaire has been a bust as a rookie. I think they're going to go back to him next year. They're going to work on things during the offseason, expect that he has a breakout sophomore campaign. If their pass rate isn't as high as it is right now in all of these different game environments, especially when you consider, again, the, the Chiefs you would expect to lead throughout these games, then he drops down a little bit. But I think that with the way that we're looking at him now, you would really have to consider him as the number two overall pick. And even if he doesn't have that ceiling at that point, just how much do you lose? Because we know that you can put together these incredible zero running back teams. Even if you take the first round pick out entirely, that team that Blair and I have uh, doesn't really have a first round pick right now with Julio Jones being out. And so if you can add Kelsey to that mix, then it gives you such incredible firepower compared to some other teams. The risk at the tight end position, we know it actually does get injured at a rate that's a little bit more similar to these bell cow running backs. That's something you have to take into consideration. It's not necessarily a way to dodge injuries, whereas the wide receivers are going to be a little bit healthier for you. Now, Michael Thomas didn't do that for his owners this season, but we're looking historically, that's a little bit more the case. <laughs> obviously by contrast we did lose Kittle this season so teams who tried to play it who didn't have that early pick had to rely on Kittle they haven't gotten that production but Travis Kelsey certainly we can enjoy his season the rest of the way here and then look forward to I think some very robust debates about where he goes in 2021 but that top five is definitely in the picture I think for him next season
2: Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment our overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers, This football season is different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. One of my favorite things, as I mentioned before, is adding that Pepsi into the freezer, making sure you don't leave it in too long, but uh, making it just right, nice and chilled, gives you that extra refreshment as you watch the games. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be at their most efficient which means every hire is critical and indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total views than any other job site according to comscore indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the right person you need to keep your business going unlike other sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring you only pay for what you I think there's another thing that's going to be interesting, Sean, is um, looking at where Kelsey falls after how this season has gone. Uh, maybe you know when we get to the stage next season, maybe he's going to be the player who presents the most value based on where you know the draft picks were going. In 2020, but um, it's going to be interesting to debate that uh, as the offseason goes along. Uh, some of the the wide receivers, Sean, over the last couple of weeks have uh, put up some very nice numbers. Stefan Diggs having a, a really solid game uh, for Buffalo this week. Um, Josh Allen continues to be uh, a fantasy juggernaut at the quarterback position. I have uh, a couple of Dynasty Superflex teams that are being uh, propelled along uh, by Josh Allen um, so far. So let's hope that continues. Uh, we mentioned earlier that. Uh, Chasing OT team also has uh, Stefan Diggs in it. Uh, another member of that roster is AJ Brown. He is in the list of some of the top players in the Rotoviz screener um, over the last week um, in terms of week 14 stats. Calvin Ridley, who we talk about quite a bit on the show, uh, big week for him, 26.4 points, uh, and which was a very strange ending to that uh, Chargers versus Falcons game, a number of interceptions before it rounded off. One of my I, I, I can admit this as a Packers fan one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL is Allen Robinson um you know the Bears are having their issues on offense but Allen Robinson with another big game 27.3 points for him Tyreek Hill uh having a big week T.Y. Hilton coming like I, I thought T.Y. Hilton was completely done uh all season long up until about three weeks ago but Another big performance from him, two touchdown game twenty five point six points. Devontae Adams continues his pace. Uh, KJ Hamler was one uh, that jumped up as well uh, this past week in Branton Ayuk, who we've uh, really liked. And Nelson Aguilar, Sean. I'm going to start off with Nelson Aguilar. Actually, here is he somebody who you think has kind of can we classify this as kind of a a post hype breakout? Uh, what he's done over the last kind of six weeks he's consistently been startable as a fantasy asset Uh, the the catches aren't there in terms of percentage of catches to targets Uh, similar again this week nine targets five catches but 100 yards and a touchdown for him Nelson Aguilar is he somebody who we we could see become a, a fantasy asset moving forward
1: Nelson Aguilar has been a revelation it's been a lot of fun to see him emerge this season and really emerge at the back half of it if you look at his target numbers even through week 10 he's averaging only 3.2 targets per game and having those spike plays that would really bail you out if you hit on the right one. But over the last four weeks, he's got 9, 6, 11, 9. He's averaging 8.8 targets per game, and that's fit into a profile where he's getting down the field, right? At 14.8 air yards per target, he's got the 11th deepest depth among receivers who are playing a lot three targets per game minimum there if you go back and look at his past location with the eagles versus his past location now with the raiders you can see him breaking out to the deep left the deep right even the deep middle to an extent and for him to be so successful at those different levels when he was used more underneath with the eagles i think it's an exciting development For him, we talk about these receivers who get a second chance, they go to a new location, they break out. This doesn't happen that much for first round picks because they get so much opportunity in their original location. When you look at the fifth-year breakouts and the research that Blair and I have done on this topic, you see a lot that this really benefits the guys who are undrafted players, who are late-round picks, who have to really battle to stay in the NFL. And then when they finally get this opportunity, either with their original team finally sticking or moving on, then they have this breakout type of season It's unusual what Aguilar is doing. It's especially unusual when you consider that they use this first round pick on Henry Ruggs and really uh, seem to like what he could bring to the table. But other than that big play against the Jets, uh, Ruggs has not really been that much of a factor. It's the Darren Waller and Nelson Aguilar show. What Aguilar is doing right now definitely puts you in a position where week 15, week 16 in the fantasy playoffs, if you have him and your roster is not absolutely loaded, then he provides a very fun opportunity to benefit from this breakout
2: yeah i i've i've been kind of watching that uh growth and targets and that over the last couple of weeks and uh even from that point around week 10 he's he's really starting to to show some good plays so something that uh, i didn't really expect to see happening this season and uh, looking pretty good moving forward here for the playoffs as well uh the in, in terms of like massive massive spike weeks we didn't see that this week uh, no wide receiver hit 30 points in the the quarterfinal stage of your playoffs but 13 scored 20 points plus so we're having a lot of those guys and and the 13 that had it like are guys that are in those kind of second, third, fourth, fifth round where we were looking to stock up on those guys for our zero RB teams or our modified zero RB teams. So I'm looking at a team here, Sean. You've posted in the article with AJ Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and Stephon Diggs, along with Calvin Ridley, all hitting over 24 or all hitting over at least 22 points this week. So those uh, those zero RB teams that have stocked up on those uh, top end wide receivers are, are really getting helped power through the playoffs at the moment.
1: They are and this is exactly how we wanted it to work out how we expected it to work out but having it actually work out that way is the perfect scenario for those of us who built our teams in this style and we talked a week ago about some of the guys who might be first round pick candidates for next season you see Adams again on the list you see Hill again on the list DeAndre Hopkins starting to pull back a little bit maybe Kyler Murray's Arm getting a little bit more healthy. AJ Brown, someone who's pushing at the outside of the first round in dynasty formats. And then we have our guys we love in Diggs, Ridley. You mentioned Alan Robinson, one of your favorites. People who are sort of pushing right on that edge. And I think that depending on format and depending on temperament, you're going to have that battle with yourself about you know, where do those guys fit? Could we actually take them, some of them, at the end of the first round? They'll be really loading up in that second round range for next season. But these next couple of weeks will determine a lot of that. If we have some more big games from Nick Chubb, if we have Derek Henry continue to put up the big points to where it becomes something that is an advertisement for all running backs right so i think that if you're a zero running back owner you kind of like to see a couple of these guys hit you like to see a cam acres breakout you like to see a jk dobbins start to move the needle a little bit you'd like to see what deandre swift has done because those guys are going to probably be too expensive for you anyway in 2021 they might as well move up so far that they're pushing some of these running backs down to you. I mean, set some of these wide receivers down to you. And so I really like this balance for week 14. Weeks 15 and 16 will be really interesting to track in terms of these two positions relative to each other. Beyond those very top guys, Colin, we also have a couple of rookies who had the big games this week. Now, Brandon Ayuk, someone no longer can really be considered a sleeper. His 15.8 point per game average sits at wide receiver 17, but he's still unowned in a decent number of Yahoo ESPN leagues. And so, you know, if you're a Rotopass listener trying to figure out how to play your ESPN, uh, hopefully you, you picked him up a long time ago. If he's still there for these this big playoff push, you want to get to him. Hamler, meanwhile, that 22-point explosion, that's his first big one of his career. You know, he has the two targets. He scores a 37-yard and a 49-yard touchdown. I think we look at that and we say, well, you know, that's going to be his big game for the season, and it probably will be. But at the same time, over the last couple of weeks, when you look at targets between Patrick, Jerry, Judy, and Hamler, you see that it's a 9-8-8 target split. He has more air yards than the two of them combined, And then I think we have to take a little bit of a step back and look at where things were before this sort of COVID outbreak with the Broncos uh, derailed the momentum. He had had back-to-back 10 target appearances in weeks nine and 10. Those weren't particularly efficient. The offense wasn't particularly efficient. And as a result, things went in a little bit different direction. But now that he scored these two long touchdowns, I would think that the Broncos are going to want to get back to him. We know he can score on any given play. And if the targets jump up a little bit, he could be a real threat over these next couple of weeks, especially if you're in a situation where you're desperate for some production at that position. Am am I too optimistic there? Him or someone that I've liked from the beginning in the wide receiver prospect lab, you know, he fit in there at number five. That's obviously way ahead of where he went as the wide receiver 13. Now, you know, there are, there are more than five wide receivers who have had better rookie seasons who will go earlier than him again, next season. But at the same time, he looks like a sleeping giant to me, even if he's a little guy.
2: I I think it's probably gonna. This is probably the peak this season. But you know, in terms of the off season, he could be an early off season buy who really leads into. Uh, consistent fantasy production next year. The, the Broncos are a team. I mentioned this. I think it was last week or the week before. They continue to kind of puzzle me with the amount of talent they have. If they could just get a, a quarterback putting up, you know, consistent numbers, I think they could be really, really uh, impressive on offense. And I think, you know, we talked about Tim Patrick last week. We have uh, Jerry Judy. We have Cortland Sutton. Now we have Hamler. Uh, I think they could be a, a really good offense going forward. The one concern with somebody like Hamler, it's just the the volume going around with the likes of Fant and Sutton, uh, you know, Lamb. There's just, or sorry, Judy, there's just so many uh, guys that are there to feed, but uh, certainly showing some glimpses over the last kind of six or seven weeks and a big, big performance from him uh, in week 14. Somebody who had a big performance in week 14 and uh, hasn't been one of our favorites, Sean, but has had a, you know, in terms of efficiency, but has had a, a pretty solid run here over the last three weeks. Uh, and that's david johnson with the he had a big run to start the game this past week um didn't have a huge amount of big runs after that finishing uh, with fairly similar yardage it was an 80 yard touchdown run to start things off but uh somebody who you know we talked about Derek henry earlier um but he he is somebody who on the season uh or on, on his last 28 games, sorry is minus 0.6 fantasy points over expectation per game Uh, and if we look at that that's boosted by the last three weeks where he went 13 points 11.6 points and 9.7 points so was really trenton in the the negative efficiency but um could be somebody who's who's going to have a fine stretch run here and again like you hinted at could push uh, some of those other kind of running backs up the the charts as we get into the the draft season
1: montgomery's performance here is a real triumph i think of dave caben's advanced strength of schedule tool the sos streamer that we have on the site really allowing users to pick out these very positive stretches these very negative stretches for running backs you mentioned those efficiency numbers it really is crazy when you pull up david montgomery in the nfl stat explorer and see what he's done over his first two seasons it's basically everything below the line right negative 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 to the point where even with these last three Very big weeks. He's still well underwater for his career. But this explosion has corresponded with this very soft schedule stretch after Montgomery had been actually dealing with a very difficult schedule to that point in the season. Now, we pointed this out a month ago and talked about our strategy being that you wanted to acquire Montgomery for two reasons. Number one, to help you win your fantasy playoffs. That's obviously the immediate goal for all of us all the time. But then you would have this opportunity to sell him in the offseason similar to what Kenyon Drake owners had last year because he was going to finish on such a hot stretch that it was going to completely change how people saw him. And I think we're already seeing this happen. The Chicago Bears offense has been a little bit more viable over the last several weeks. People are going to look at him now again the way they did coming out as a rookie where he can be this big weapon going into 2021. You don't want to fall into that trap, right? Montgomery is is still the same player, someone who is going to break an 80-yard run very, very seldom and has a hard time translating his broken tackles into actual yards on the field, right? He does have some receiving value. He is someone who is going to thrash and make the most of what he can of some of these short yardage plays. He's not someone that you want to sell low or sell as someone who is going to be a bad player going forward, but you can now trade him again for some foundation players young wide receivers that kind of thing so uh, this is where we can really see some of these in-season moves pay huge dividends montgomery's the kind of guy where you could buy him a month ago for very very cheap and now is a ticket to completely revamp your roster in addition to winning right now so montgomery really the perfect play and the sos streamer really showing the way on this one Again, we're looking for some of these guys who have a very long, difficult stretch and then a very long, easy stretch, kind of back to back. It'll completely change around how people see these players.
2: Yeah. And it's uh, again, you mentioned Dave's strength of schedule tool uh, really helps. You know, we mention it in the show here regularly when we talk about players to target for upcoming matchups and how that can affect them both for when you need them, like this three week playoff run and how your team was doing previously, and vice versa, if you need to kind of move them out of your roster. So great stuff there from dave uh, and as always you can get access to tools like the scratch schedule app and and much much more the great tools that uh, mike beers has put together and so much different stuff that can help you win in your fantasy matchups whether it's in season or when it gets back to draft season again and you can do that by get a 10 percent discount to rotavis nfl pass and it's as easy as going to check out and adding the code 2020 rv radio to save yourself 10 percent It is coming up to the holiday season. Get yourself your own. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. That is the thing to do. Get yourself that uh, little gift for yourself and save 10%. uh, And you can go to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for additional information. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, we'll be looking for your topics for Thursday's show, your recommendations. Uh, I know next week we're going to look a little bit ahead to get some suggestions for uh, some activities for over the holidays, some sides for your favorite sides for your holiday dinners and so on and so forth. So, send them my way at Overtime Ireland or send them to road of radio at gmail.com. And of course, as always, leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Helps us a lot as we find more and more listeners coming the way off road of his Overtime and Rotavis Radio. That's going to do it for today's edition. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, joined by Sean Siegel. Check out all his great work up on rotavis.com. Until we're back later in the week, have a good one. football is back in full swing as we get ready for the playoff pitcher to come into full focus you might not be at any games this year but you can certainly still be in on all the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to win than anywhere else and you can still get in on their great bonuses for opening your account. You can do that right now today by using the code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That is the code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Head on over to Bet Online today and take advantage of those great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook
1: experts. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.